0: This is Nick Law, and you're listening to the Hot Forward podcast, getting you ahead in the brewing and beer business. Hotforward.beer is a podcast and website dedicated to the beer industry, supporting budding beer entrepreneurs by gaining insights from experienced brewers and folk within the crap beer industry. So grab a glass, pour yourself a beer, and let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Hot 4 Podcast. I'm mixing it up today by recording on location from my local, you know, I remember when this pub, I'm not going to name the pub, but um, I used to live in a a house around the corner from this pub, it used to be owned by Wards and it was derelict and me and my mate Russ um, were huge real ale drinkers. And we were like, man, imagine if that became a real ale pub. Wouldn't it just be the best thing? And then we moved out and about a year later, lo and behold, they made it into a real ale pub. So it's probably a good thing that I moved away from the area for a bit because it wouldn't have been great for my waistline. And it definitely wouldn't have been good, my bank balance. Fortunately, though, um, now I'm in a healthier place, both financially and physically. Um, I live around the corner from this place. So um, here I am. Now, I had the intro for this podcast all locked down, edited and in the bag, uh, but in light of this week's shenanigans, I felt like I had no choice but to re-record the intro. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go the whole hog and say I am reinventing podcasting altogether, okay? I am reinventing the podcast. Um, I'm just going to leave that little gem with you. Um, now, this this week, I found out about all that. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about... Um, I'm sure if you go on Twitter and look up uh, a certain Scottish brewery that has lots of bars in it and beers in supermarkets and everywhere, you, you'll find out pretty quickly. Um, but I am—I found out because um, I was in uh, a pub in the Peak District with my family and I stood at the bar and I saw a beer that I've not had since 2004 and I thought, you know what, I'm going in, cover me, I'm going back in. I ordered a pint of it. And uh, the bartender, she, she put it on the bar and I could tell just by looking at it that I wasn't going to be in for a good experience. There was no head on it. Um, it just it just looked murky. And I just thought, here we go. And I took one little sip and I said to her, excuse me, can I swap this? But um, that cyber at the end of the barrel, it's off or something. I mean, it tasted like the oxygen had got to it and it got that kind of sour kind of tang to it. Um... And she said to me, no word of a lie, she said, oh, we'd be serving it all day and it's been fine. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm telling you, but um, you can't be serving that beer like that um, because that's not how the beer should taste. And then she said, oh, I don't know anything about beer. And I just think that's symptomatic of um, of cast beer. Now I went on Twitter and I, I didn't name or shame anyone, the 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 pub or the brewery, but I made my point that, um, you know, people who work behind bars who don't know anything about beers—they need educating on, on serving their customer because most customers will come in and they won't know the difference um, and and how it should taste. Sometimes, Speaking if it's the end of a the barrel, they'll just think, "Well, it's just kind of what real ale tastes like." So no wonder that um, cast beer sales are dropping. So I went on Twitter and I, I passed a comment about it, and then someone. Fairly quickly jumped in saying, um, yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And I was like, yeah, I, I make great points on Twitter. Check, check out my tweets. I've made it where random strangers are, are kind of retweeting with a comment what I'm saying. Obviously, they'd seen my tweet in light of the, uh, the brew dog thing. So, um Yeah. But there are so many issues surrounding cask beer everything from low margins to dodgy pump clips and bad cellaring to badly brewed beers that that list just goes on and on yet when you get a well brewed well-served pint of cask ale there's nothing like it this beer i've got in front of me is is lush you know it's well served lovely head and lacing on it just tastes great and you know i i love it and i find it really sad that Um, cask beer has all these problems surrounding it so on the podcast today i'm talking to a man who knows all about the highs and lows of running a cask ale brewery and the problems that surround cask beer uh, in this nation Uh, shane Swindells from cheshire brew house has been in the beer business for a long time and dedicates much of his both his working life and his personal life to running his brewery when I um, was interviewing him over Skype, he was sat there in his van uh, with his son and it was getting darker and darker um, over the hour that we were talking and right at the end of it, um, I couldn't even see him, you know. So big respect to him and his son, particularly his son, who I'd sit there listen to his old man talk about beer probably for the bazillionth time. Um, so yeah, just a, a huge thanks to, to them. Um, so I think you're going to find this episode really, really interesting, especially if you're producing Cascale as your main output so as ever um follow us on social media at hot4beers uh, on facebook twitter and instagram uh, subscribe to the podcast you get it straight onto your phone or your device and you can uh, when a new episode drops it's right there for you to jump into leave us a review i can't tell you how um how far leaving a review goes and obviously it feeds my ego and visit our website which is hot and uh, you can see more articles, more podcasts, and more services that we can offer to help you get ahead in your beer business. So, having said all that, raise your glasses of cask ale or sparkler infused key keg naturally carbonated beer <coughs> and check out our interview with Shane from the Cheshire Brew House. So today on the show, I'm joined by Shane Swindells from Cheshire Brewery Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm um, all right. Thanks. How are you? Uh,
1: good. Good. Not too bad.
0: I mean, you're you're like on location in your van, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we've
1: just uh, we're, we're we're just by the side of a pond. We uh, literally uh, just walked from the swim and we sat in the van.
0: Look <laughs> at that. So um, that's 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 dedication. So um, yeah, that, thanks for being on the podcast, Shane. I think a lot of our listeners will be familiar with you through the um, UK brewing and beer professionals facebook group some of the comments put on there uh, but for those unfamiliar with you why don't you give us a bit bit of background who you are why did you started a brewery and a bit about that brewery
1: okay um i'm shane swindles i'm head brewer of the cheshire brew house and i started in beer in uh, ooh, well when i was about six 1976 my dad bought a pub and we moved in um i was around beer from the age of six to 16. um i then um we left the pub i started work um, in engineering i uh, worked in different many many different flavors of engineering but mainly maintenance um in powders food industry um all sorts of stuff um i went to work for Malt and cores um, 15 years ago now, maybe uh, 15, 16 years ago, um, I was a maintenance engineer at Burton Brewery. Um, I moved on to become a planning engineer there and then um, left there for a short stint in the paper industry, uh, in planning. Um, that uh, nearly killed me because <laughs> it was so stressful. And um, I was missing beer that much that um, I needed to uh, just get back into beer and, and start making it. So uh, we opened the brew house uh, in uh, 2012. Um, started off with a five barrel plant, a bit of a Franken brew. Uh, bought a load of tanks off eBay. Um, took a few months to get all the equipment together. Uh, found a unit, set it up uh, while we were still working and then after about three months, um, went full-time, and um, we've not really looked back, actually. Um, mm-hmm. We we moved a couple of years ago into a bigger unit, um, put a 10-barrel plant in. We've now got uh, four fermenters, three conditioning tanks, and, and we, we run a 10-barrel.
0: Amazing. So I should imagine that your experience at Molson Coors obviously helps you set that brewery up.
1: Uh, just a little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, when I... I knew a little bit about beer. I've always been a drinker. Uh, had done some home brewing um, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, mainly boots kits and you know, a bit of country wine and all that sort of stuff. Um, I didn't start all grain brewing until t- 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 I joined uh, Molson Coors. We, um, I-, I went to work there. I've been building high-speed packaging machines and uh, been making labelling machines up in Manchester uh, for Procter and Gamble, you know, Head and Shoulders bottles and cuprinol and all sorts of stuff. So um, when we got the job at uh, Molson Coors Burton, um, I was expected to go on a canning line and what have you, and, and we didn't. We we um, I got put into the North Brewery, so uh, I was faced with um, four five hundred barrel coppers, two mura mash filters um and, and and all the associated pumps and also I've never at a pump before in my life um mm. and uh yeah, frightened me to death actually um so um i went i went to work there and learned very quickly that if you don't know how to brew uh, you're not going to do very well as an engineer in that place because um the micro microbiological bio, processes are, are, are going to play with you play around with you and, and and make you think that things are broken when they're actually not so um I learned to brew pretty quickly. Um, I I built a one-barrel brewery in. My, I started off with a five-gallon brewery like my home brewers do, uh, and I quickly built a one-barrel all stainless steel brewery in my garage, and tried to uh, replicate the brewing process so I could do engineering better. Uh, that was that was the original um, idea, and then um, found that we could brew pretty good beer. Uh, I was getting some really good feedback. I used to take. Uh, quite a bit of beer into work with me uh, that we'd brewed, give it to the technical brewers and what have you, and ask them what we were doing wrong and how we could improve things and, and all sorts of things and, and I learned, you know a hell of a lot really, and read a lot, uh, joined the Northern Craft Brewers, who uh, I think still going, Um a group up in the uh, the north of england um the lancashire yorkshire you know, you know, cheshire and whatever it and they, they meet on a regular basis about four times a year everybody all grain brews uh hold competitions and share information and and, and what have you learned a lot through those and um did a lot of reading um listened to um brew network a hell of a lot over in the states uh, some great information on there and read a lot, and, and and just basically learned how to brew, and um, and it, it helped me engineering some, you know, brilliantly. Um, I learned a, a lot at Burton Brewery, and um, and and it's helped me get to where we are today. You know,
0: amazing. So I mean, what I wanted to talk to you today primarily about cask beer, um, yep. because obviously I've I've seen some of the comments on on that group about cask beer. Uh, that you've posted. I mean, wh- what do you think of some of the primary issues surrounding cast beer?
1: Um, ideally, cast beer at the moment—it's um, got no value. It's—it's it, it's, um, the, the problem with cast beer is pubs, and uh, the problem with pubs is the government are killing them, mm. and, um, and 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 it's it's a major issue. Um, I mean, we we've noticed since uh, April 17, when business rates changed, uh, that it's completely changed the game. And um, and it's put a lot of pressure on pubs because the the, the rateable values on, on over 50%, I believe, have gone up. Uh, and they've gone up considerably. It's not like, you know, we're not talking £1,000. I mean, I, I, some customers, the rateable value has gone up £140,000. Uh, what that's done is it's put massive uh, pressure on the producers, us the, brewers, to, to produce the, the beer cheaper. Mm. Because... The other issue is beer is far too cheap in supermarkets um, and people look at the price of beer in a pub. People look at the price of beer in a supermarket. They also look at weatherspoons which are about in the middle, and uh, and they just go, well, well I'm not going to pay three pounds sixty for a pint. Um, I can I can go and get four four cans from you know, Tesco's or um, Marks and Spencers are other supermarkets. Obviously, <laughs> uh, four for six quid, and, and and I'll sit at home and watch a telly. We can watch football there, uh, or you know what have you, and um, and and that's put major uh pressure on it now the other thing is um obviously cask beer is the flavor of the month uh well craft beer is the flavor of the month and and, and there's a lot of new people getting into it and and ie, selling it and uh they haven't really got the skills or the you know, the training to look after it properly yeah and um and, and the issue is there's nobody training them and um Brewers find it really difficult to get out and 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 provide that training because there's there's not very much profit in it. So it's one of those. It, it's um casper has got a tough time because there's the, the, there's the margins on it are just far too tight, and uh, it's it's one of those. What do you do? Um, don't know. <laughs> but we, we we keep trying to produce it and we keep trying to sell it. But it's uh, it is it, it, it's is very very difficult. I mm. think.
0: I mean, with, with with issues in mind like that, and you know, in some instances, how it's kept in cellars, and and like the price point, and you know, with with, with so many of the 2,000 brewers in the UK still producing cast beer as the main route to market, um, and trying to get that beer through limited free houses or pubco's, which we'll come on to. I mean, how how can producers like yourself embrace other routes to market?
1: Um, well I mean there are, there are other routes to market there are there are actually other countries there's export opportunities with cask at the moment. Um, we're looking at one at the moment um, where and, and I know somebody's sending some some to that, sending quite a lot to that market. Uh, I was quite surprised, actually. Um, there, there is also um, we, we are looking at the possibility of another market um, for cast beer, but it's it's a case of um, we wouldn't be sending uh, on both of those. I wouldn't want to be sending my own casks; mm. we'd never get them back. Because that, that, that's another issue with cast beer. You, um, it, it's 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 quite it's cheap to get into, but it, it's expensive to expand because you, you need such a massive cask stock. And one of the issues at the moment with with casks is that um, they, they go missing, uh, and they go missing uh, quite often. Uh, you've got to be very wary who you sell uh, cask beer to, um, because if you if you sell into the the pub cows, the, the larger ones, you, you you get the the large distributors going into there. and and they, and they sweep your cask up and they disappear for months at a time, sometimes years at a time, and um, it's it, it's it's one of those. Um, yeah cask is it's an expensive product to distribute it's it's heavy uh, you have to deliver it free um it, it, you know it's got it's got a lot of issues but i mean the thing is cask should be the pinnacle of british brewing it should mm. be um you know it should be the thing that everybody is you know look, looks for but um from what i can see um The problems pubs have got is, uh, you know, uh, uh, with overheads and wages and pensions, everything else that's come on them all, all at once. They, um, they look at that and, and they look at the offerings that the the, the globals are giving are offering on um, you know keg lagers and what have you, the price and, and look at the price point I know um one very large operator at the moment's doing uh introductory offer of 50 liter keg beer at 58 pound for for 50 liters and then it, and, and after a couple of months it goes up to 75 which is still uh, you know uh, cheap for 50 oh, wow. liters of, uh, of of beer and um, and then people, so they get that and, and they can make around, I think after you take the price of the product off and what have you, about 230 quid, um, you know, margin, yep. um, gross margin on that. And then um, you look at that against a cask of beer, uh, you're lucky if um, you know if you're selling a 3 a pint. It's going to be about two hundred and ten quid. Uh, total sale over the thing, over the bar. You, you're looking at you know one hundred and forty quid after you take waste and everything else away. So um, the lager looks a lot more attractive to somebody running a pub because. It's there's less work. You just hook it up. You've got, you're not cleaning the lines as often, mm. and um and, and and it's not so variable. It's not so hard to look after. So it's one of those. We we need more pubs to to really care about the product, um, and and make sure that the cast beer is is tipped up all the time. But it's it's one of those. It's not going to happen until um, the market changes, and and it, it needs to either change. It, well, the, the price needs to go up. And, and the, one of the things I say to a lot of people is that uh, anybody moaning about beer being a, a, a pint of cast beer being expensive at £3.60 a pint isn't in the real world because mm. that £3.60 does not reflect. The cost of its production, and many brewers don't actually look at the layers below the point where they get malt through the door. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last year I uh, I went on a malt tour. Uh, RMI analytics, who um, uh, an analytics company which look at uh, raw ingredients and whatever, are in Germany. Great bunch of people, and provide lots of market uh, analysis for. A lot of the global brewers, uh, they run crop tours every year and, and they run them in all over the world. They run them in Australia, in Canada, uh, Scandinavia, England, um, you know, in America. And, and they, they run them and you can you can go on them. They're about 600 euros to go plus your flights. But they're really interesting because you you, you go and you, you, you go to the fields and meet the farmers that are growing the product. Um, when I went last year, we went, we, we we did Cambridge and Norfolk, and we also went to uh, the John Innes Institute where they uh, growing heritage barley and whatever. You, and I met so many people, and i never even thought about uh, as a brewer that uh, I, I met seed growers, uh, seed breeders, uh, genome specialists who uh, look at crossbreeding, and, and and there's so many layers of professional people mm. doing jobs on grain. Uh, before they get to the maltster, and then and and so you don't you don't even think about it as a brewer, and and until you go and do that sort of thing and meet them and speak to them, and you and and you then start to think to yourself, how do these people all get paid? Because of the grain is actually very cheap yep. um, for the you know for the levels that are there, and and then we make it into into beer and 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 beer is actually very cheap i mean it, it, it's not it's not mega expensive to make a cask of beer when you strip everything back it, it, it's duty that, and uh, and tax and, and 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 wages are the expensive things it's not it's not actually the beer mm. but um you know it, it's one of those when you look at the logistics and 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 the cost to run a van and the cost to run and, and, rent, and rent and everything else and and actually work out three pound sixty is is not a realistic price. And if you actually look at comparable markets, and I say this a lot, uh, look at Ireland, so look at uh, Southern Ireland and look at Northern Ireland. Um, they Northern Ireland's part of the UK. But you will pay between five pound fifty and six pounds a pint for for Casp beer in Northern Ireland, in, in, somewhere like Belfast, in the Sunflower, of the Eriglin or somewhere like that in Belfast. You'll pay five fifty to six pound pint. That's a normal price, yeah. and 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 if you go into Southern Ireland, you you won't pay anything less than four euros fifty for a pint of beer, um, and uh, you know and and that's four fifty and above because. It's a more realistic market. I know brewers over there, and, I, and and I speak to them, and say oh you sell cask beer. What do you sell it for? And um and they're telling me that they get between 120 and 130 pounds per cask in Southern Ireland for for beer, and and, and similar sort of figures in Northern Ireland, and um, and keg lager or Guinness and whatever is 150 to 160 euros for 50 liters. Well, those same beers are been sold. In, in the UK, uh, you know, mainland UK for, you know, 75 quid. And um, it's not, it, it's, it's not realistic. It's, it's half the price of what it's been sold in a comparable market. And, and if you look at Southern Ireland, their duty rate is about, it's about three pence difference per pint to what, what we pay. So, um, but everything else is, is comparable cost and, and you know and whatever you but i actually believe that the pubs there don't actually pay as, as much rates as, as we do so um you know they're slightly better off but they're still selling beer for euros 50 and uh, you know and and i i mention this to people i've mentioned to people in, in my tap and they go but, but but if it was five five pound a pipe, i wouldn't go out i just wouldn't drink and um they expect it to be for nothing, they expect it to be two pound a pint. Mm. and um and the, the the industry cannot carry on productively and profitably if beer carries on being sold at, at you know three pound and yeah. below. it's just it's just not realistic. it need it, it needs to rise. and and if if that happened and the brewers got more for the product, then the brewers would reinvest at the market. you know we, we we need training. we we need people. You know, I I could do with a, a whole layer of stuff in my brewery but we can't, we we can't afford them with the uh, you know the price that we get for the product um... It's it's annoying. It's very frustrating that that um, you know pubs do not value what that, what brewers do uh, because they don't. The, 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 there's no all they think about is how cheap can I buy it for and, and how expensive can I sell it for. What's my margin? And, and, and everybody wants to work 60 percent GP minimum in a pub. From what we can see, some of them are working to eighty eight percent GP, um, which is a bit ridiculous. Um, but the brewer needs more, they need more value for, for, for what they're selling. And, um, it, it, it's one of those, it, it needs to happen. How that happens, I've no idea, but, uh, it's not going to happen overnight because the, from what I can see that the, the big players are trying to curb growth and trying to keep the price down and by artificially, you know, s- selling, um, you know, global brands into the market at, at cost or below cost mm. for them. And, um, and, and, you know, it's one of those people are naively um, selling at the same price, and 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 the the, the problem with SBR is, you know, that small brewers' relief and whatever. The 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 customer expects that relief to be their relief, not not the brewer. Yeah. And uh, we, we we need to tackle that as well. And um, you know, we, we I've been trying uh, for several years to. Um, well, to 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 try and get the industry to to work to statutory pricing calculation, uh, invoicing, which basically means that um, when we invoice, we 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 need to net out the duty, and uh, and start selling beer, and 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 duty is statutory duty at statutory rate, and uh, because at point of sale uh what i sell beer you know what the, the duty rate is is the statutory rate if, it, if it's a four percent beer it's 30 pound and six for a cask of beer and um and, and you know if we can only get 60 pounds for a cask for example um you know the beer is 30 pound and the duty is 30 pound and 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 I'm, I'm not saying we sell beer at 60 pound a cask but it's 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 just a, you know it's an easy it's an easy number to work with yeah um So, you know, duty on a 4% bit is £30 and six pence. And, and you know and obviously as a small brewer we don't pay 30 pound or sixpence we pay marginally less but we need that relief as a small brewer to be able to compete and um we've got we've certainly got global brands in our area in the northwest selling uh, in the 40s and um you know I, I could name a number of um large regionals and um and, and and a national that are selling at 40 between 43 and 46 pound a cask mm. uh, into free trade and I, I couldn't entertain that I really couldn't entertain it and um, and make a living uh, we, we we sat down a while ago um, with a number of brewers um, and, and and did a little bit of work um, a little bit of work with uh, Brendan at Iceni actually and uh, we, we we sat down and worked out what uh, a one-man-band brewery needs to uh, obtain for their cast beer to, to, to make a living. And um, we worked out that a one-person brewery could uh, produce 20 casts of beer per week. This is in a starter unit, costing yep. you about £100. And um, working 48 hours a week, 48 weeks of the year, so you get four weeks' holiday, to earn average wage at the time of 24800 Um one person could comfortably manufacture twenty casks of beer, clean twenty casks, deliver twenty casks, yeah. collect the empties, do all the paperwork and and everything else, and um, and and that would be that. That in forty-eight hours, and, and you'd be pushing it to you know comfortably. You'd be pushing it to do any more. You might be able to do a few more here and there, but you know that's 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 the average number that about sixty of us came up with, and um, and then we worked, sat down and worked out the duty and everything else, and we worked out that. to to make average wage twenty four thousand six hundred, we needed to sell a beer for i think it was 94 pounds 60 for a four percent beer Mm. and 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 above and and if you don't work those numbers it's not going to work uh because you 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 need to make that margin to be able to 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 afford to take four weeks holiday and and everything else and 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 i don't actually think that average wage for somebody that's going to be spending 50 sixty thousand pounds input uh, just to set up a small brewery because uh, you're going to need that sort of figure minimum um it's it's not too much to ask to to want to um earn average wage and um but you know it's there are so many people that are not any not owning anything like average wage yeah um, because there's there's no value in craft beer. It's it's one of those. It's 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 a difficult one.
0: Do you see a point then in the future where there's a lot of guys that have come into the beer industry over the last seven years, like, you know, they're they're enthusiastic, they're young, they got into it through home brewing and through the 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 modern beer movement, as it were. But then, yeah. like, do you see a point where they'll they'll hit their uh, late forties and fifties and be kind of like. <laughs> I'm, I'm worn out I'm just totally worn out by this. and I've, I've, <laughs> I, you know i'm I'm still renting I can't afford a house <laughs> yeah. you know what was I
1: know that feeling I know that feeling um I mean i I, I sat down the other week and worked out uh, because we've we, I've taken pretty much like one holiday in uh, in the last seven years oh, I, worked, I worked stupid hours and uh, I worked out that since I started the brewery in 2012 i've worked around 14 and a half years worth of work based on somebody working a standard 37 hour working week and uh, and and because the past few months we've been feeling very tired and um mm. and, and i am thinking there's something wrong <laughs> <laughs> and um and, and it's it, 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 it's serious running a brewery properly is serious work i mean mm. I run a I run a brewery and and the tap room at which we open um we, I've just started opening a little bit less We started opening more at weekends but we could be you know uh, we do open some nights in the week every now and again uh but we were open every day and um it, it gets a little bit too much yeah but um you need you you do need retail nowadays um be, because you can't rely on pubs it's it's so it's such a cutthroat market, and um, and and it's so hard. You know, you, you know, it's a fickle market as well. Um, you know that pubs don't are scared to, to stock the same beer. Um, so you've got to keep you've got to keep reinventing the way, and that that's difficult to. It, it, that's difficult for people coming into the market. Um, to I mean, there's so many brewers don't brew the same thing. They just brew something different every time. Well. The thing, the thing is, you need to you, you need to to brew a consistent product to to improve as a brewer. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's okay coming in from you know from home brewing and and, and whatever. You. And you've also got a you, you've got the business side of things. A lot of people don't even think about the business side of things. They just think, oh, I make great beer, people are going to buy it. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's that's not the case. Um, you, you've got to be. You've got to have that many strings to your bow and, and, and to, to, you know, it's it's unreal unless you want to spend a lot of money, um, you know, uh, having things fixed, doing this, electricians and, you know, what have you. I'm, I'm lucky. Um, I'm a multi-skilled engineer, so we, we can pretty much do anything ourselves, you know. We, um we we I, you know, I installed pretty much everything at my brewery and 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 and, and, and actually built the brewery as well from scratch at the one we've got at the moment. Um, you know I've got all the steel rolled, welded it all together, made the mash tun, made the copper, made a hot liquor tank. Uh, I have built a few breweries for other people um, and, and 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 what have you. But and you know I, I'm, I'm never I'm I'm never not working. Uh, there's always something going on. And um, it, it gets a little bit too much after a while. You, uh, ideally, we could do with you know several people uh, working for us, but currently um, we can't afford to do that. We just we're just doing what we're doing. You know. Yeah. We'd we, we, We're trying to survive. We're trying to get product out there. We're trying to supply pubs, and and uh, it's becoming. I say the last two years have been very 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 difficult because and it's the one thing that. Um, I can put my finger on for definite is business rates and business rates are absolutely killing the industry at the moment.
0: Mm. So I'm aware that you were ready to jack it in not too long ago. I am, I am right. to say that, aren't I? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. what, um, what, what stopped you? <laughs> because I mean, uh, I I feel for you because I've, 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 I've been in a similar position nowhere near as long as you have, but I've, I've even in the short time, um, you know, i i I felt that kind of this is exhausting. I was I was running two different brands out of one brewery yep. and a tap room and a fat, with a young family and I was just like, I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm dog tired and, and unhappy. And so like why 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 did you having said everything you've just said about Casper and and how difficult it's getting what 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 sort of what kept you
1: uh well you know we just we we, we keep going i mean i will be quite honest with you we um uh, uh, my brewery is on the market at the moment we are we are up for sale uh but the what one of the reasons is we we've been trying to cut cask beer back and and go more into small pack mm. but uh we need that much investment to actually win in small pack that um it's one of those it's um you know we we we, uh, we um I can't do it, it's one of those. <laughs> that would that would about. I need about a quarter of a million quid, um, to and, and then we could possibly win. Uh, because from from, from what I can see, the market's mature, it's, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more competitive. There are a lot more people in it. There are a lot of people that have come into it with a lot of money behind them, yeah. Um, and stuff that uh, I mean, there are a few players there where. It, it looks like possibly it's just running as running. a tax loss. So, you know, we might as well run a brewery and have a brand and, and, and a beer out there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just, if we lose money, we lose money. It doesn't matter uh, because we've got this other business that, uh, you know, we can just fund it with and, and, and you know, we just write it off to tax. Uh, that appears to be what, you know, some, some businesses are, are out there like that and, and are to compete against. But the, the other thing is there's um, there's a lot of people out there who... Well, they just they just don't seem to be um playing by the rules um you know it's it's one of those it's it the market is that tough at the moment it's a survival market and um you know the, the, the you, you'll know from from when you were in the, the the business um there's a lot of cheap beer out there yeah. and some some of it is uh, it's that cheap that um it, it it can't be, you know, somebody's not getting paid somewhere, and um, there just doesn't seem to be uh, anybody doing anything about it. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we, you know, we're still in the game. We're still trading. We're still selling beer. We, you know, um, um, we're we're still winning awards and, and and all sorts of stuff. But it's 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 very very difficult to get the product into market because um, the, there's a lot of choice out there and there's a lot of um, well, there's a lot of cheap beer, and yeah. um, when when you, it doesn't matter how my good your goody beers. Um, if you've got somebody selling it at 40 pound a cask, you're not going to get past them uh, mm. because um, at the end of the day, the, as I said before, pubs are struggling. they're, they're struggling uh, against so many things coming at them that they're they're trying to survive and they'll survive any which way they can. And um, you know, it, it, we we need a we need a massive market change to. Um, you know, maybe a governmental change maybe I don't know um, I've, I've, I've no idea at the moment um, I, one thing i do know is um, I went uh, I spent a week in the states in uh, back in November last year I went over to to portland maine uh, to Portland beer week and the the difference in the market there and the market here was staggering um, the, the, the the consumer in the states Certainly, in Maine, thinks about the product and uh, completely differently than the consumer in the UK. Yeah, I, I, um, I think we've got a cultural issue in the UK with, um, with, with, we're hell bent on price. We we don't care about quality, um, and and it's not and it's it's with food, it's with beer, it's with all sorts of things, music, all sorts of stuff. And we, we, we seem to love consuming crap in the UK. Um, and and, and from, from what I can see, in, over in the States, um, I, I went around a lot of breweries, met a lot of people, and the uh, and, and mouth was wide open quite a few times. One, one of the most staggering things I've ever seen was uh, we, we were pouring beer at the main Brewers Guild um, Winterfest and uh we went at 11 o'clock in the morning to go and sign up and what have you, everything was set up we just had to stand and pour but um we went to thompson point at maine and uh big warehouse great festival and, what have you, but we were just going in and and uh, on the other side of the road were some buildings and a queue of about six or seven hundred people on the other side of the road and i, I said to um it was tom from roosters actually where i was with it. I said what are the people doing standing there the, the beer festival's here. And they went, oh, no, no, that's a queue for Bissell Brothers. And I said, you what? What are you talking about? And this is like on a Saturday. There must have been 600 people mm. queuing up to go into Bissell Brothers, which opened at 12 o'clock. So they were an hour early. And I went, oh, what, what, what are they doing? Oh, they're going for the release. And I'm like, all oh, right. I wish I could have that at my brewery. And then they said, "Oh yeah, we we were there yesterday. They were canning. They did can sixty barrels. A bit, you know, sixty barrels about fourteen and a half thousand cans." Uh, and we said, "Tomorrow, oh, what's that for the next month?" He said, "Oh no, we'll sell these on Saturday." So, <laughs> wow. it's just like. Uh, hang on a minute. so they're expecting to do about 12 to fourteen thousand cans on a Saturday afternoon and 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 it was just it was unbelievable and, um, and we went in there after the festival of my we went into Bissell Brothers and the pint and, and whatever and it was just rammed and um and and we went to a few other breweries on the Saturday and they were they were all rammed. all the chat rooms were rammed with people and um it, it's people in the states, Travel and they, they want to go at the they want to support the local breweries. Mm. I went into um, Whole Foods over there and um, I was absolutely gobsmacked at the the range of beer in Whole Foods. They they had a fridge. Uh, it must have been um, well the fridges must have been over a hundred yards long, and and twenty five to thirty yards of the fridge was beers from Maine. And that was the main part of the fridge, and it was just beers from Maine. This is um, a, a a county, 1.3 million people, but the beer—it was just phenomenal. And and, and and the rest of the fridge was stuff from everywhere else, all you know, all around the world: ciders, wines, and 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 what have you. And and it was just immense. And. The other thing about the, the the supermarket, the Whole Foods, there, and and, and the, I will say the beer wasn't cheap neither. It was, um, you know, it, it was considerably more expensive than the supermarket here, but lots and lots of choice, and um, you could go get yourself some. Uh, there the, the, like deli aisles where you, know, you could get salads and bits of meat and all sorts of stuff, and get yourself a box and pick loads of stuff, and then just go into the like a bar area. Which is like um like a Costa Coffee in mm. Tesco's that sort of thing, but the difference with their area was there's 27 beers on tap, and um and it was just uh, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have a bit of this. It's a local supermarket, and um but there were all beers from Maine. There not there was nothing national there at all, and 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 the bars were all craft local beers. There were there were you know that if you wanted a national brand, you went into a dive bar. Uh, you know, somewhere that just had karaoke on and, yeah. and were full of drunks. And and that was Miller Light and Jameson and you know, maybe Guinness. And and there were a couple of Irish pubs which was, you know, Guinness and, and, and what have you. But the, the the craft beer bars there was there were no um you know in any of them there were no national brands whatsoever. And uh that's not the case here. It's it's you know it. <laughs> The the, the the producers there get so much more support from the consumers, and and the, the consumer seems to be light years ahead of, of, of what ours are. So it's one of those what what we need to educate the consumer more, to, and, and, um, and 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 give them you know and give them better quality. I mean, I, I actually think that across the board that um uk brewing might be vibrant and what have you but the actual quality of the of, of, of in, in many cases of, of what a lot of brewers are producing in the uk is is substandard and yep. and it, and it need, the bar needs to come up but the difference i found you go to the states and you will not buy a beer under seven dollars and in, in a pub whether it's miller light or whether yep. it's craft beer it's it's all fetching you know decent money they've got the three-tier system so you've got the distributor making a bit and whatever, you want so the brewers probably aren't selling for a great deal more than they're selling here but they're selling volume and and, and what have you. but it all works and the the, the thing about the three-tier system which we, we met a, the, the only independent distributor in maine and he was telling us that that the brewer sells to the distributor at a certain price and the distributor sells to the bar at a certain price. And the bar understands that they they make this amount of margin. The distributor needs to make his bit of margin and the brewer has to make his bit of margin. Everybody understands where they need to be mm. and 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 everybody works with each other. Whereas in, in the UK, that doesn't happen. The, the pub decides that they need to make 60, 60% plus GP and the brewer, sorry, we're not interested in what you want to make. Uh, Goodbye, you know. So, we're, I actually think that, that a lot of pubs are killing themselves because if they don't, if they're not prepared to pay a decent price, then the brewer isn't going to be able to um, to supply a decent product. Yeah. And th- there are a lot of there are a lot of cash brewers out there who are just brewing to price and churning out, churning out a lot of crap uh, because they're not getting a good price for it So. I actually think the answer is we need education in in, in the consumer, and 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 to try and get this culture change, to make the consumer understand that they need to pay a little bit more for a quality product, and 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 stop accepting crap. Mm. Um, you know. The, Doom Bar should not be the biggest selling cask beer in the UK. It is, but it shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> this this sort of leads into one of my questions I had that, um, I mean, in October, I see a Cloudwater announced, ha- having forsaken cask, that they were making a triumphant return to cask. Um, yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, our Beer Twitter goes mad with, oh, cask is alive, and so on. I mean, what did you make of all that? Because on on the one hand, I guess you could look at it as like, well, Cloudwater are trying to consume, they are trying to differentiate, they are trying to get a quality product into bars because they've got quite a rigorous process if you want their yep. cast beer in your bar. But on the other hand, there, there are people like self who are grinding away, making really good cast beer, you know, a great cast beer, but the people that are doing it well never went away. So what, what did you make of all that?
1: Uh, well, um, yeah, uh, the, all the hype around it. It uh, was a little bit annoying. I will. I, I will say. Uh, I mean, it's one of those. I mean, um, Cloudwater are the darlings of, um, of of the UK brewing scene. At the, you know, uh, at the moment, um, can't can't do a thing wrong. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're a great bunch of people, and uh, and, and and they do put everything into uh, trying to make the best beer they possibly can. Mm. Uh, but um, it's one of those. <sighs> I, I did actually look a little bit between the lines and 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 came to some conclusions whether they were right or not i don't know um and um i don't know it's one of those but would would paul shoot me if i said <laughs> <laughs> the thing is it's it's i mean it wasn't just cloud water was it it was i mean um there were, there were others and, and what well, yeah, it, it, it's one of those at the end of the day there's a market out there and the the, the thing that, anno- that annoys me more than anything is um <sighs> is mild seems to be the, 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 the you know, that seems the to month. be the, yeah, I, I just look at, I just think, I, 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 has, has the world gone mad? I had one today, you know? <laughs> just again,
0: just because I've, I've seen it on Twitter so much. I was just like, you yeah. know what, I'm just, I, and I was, in, I was in a, uh, a bar yeah. with a client and they offered me a drink. So I was like, I'll, I'll try mild.
1: Uh, there, there's some fantastic milds out there. Um, you know, um, some very, you know, historic, traditional, I mean, um, Sarah Hughes, dark ruby, um is, is allegedly a mild and, and probably historically um about as true to the style as as, as you could get. But I mean um mo- mo- more modern milds, uh, you know, your three and a half percent stuff, which uh people drank for a long, long time, um, you know, probably from the war onwards. Um I just I don't know uh, a lot of them have become very insipid and boring beers and 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 never really sold very much but um now they seem to be the you know the 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 craft you know and it's like it's I don't know it's like to me the the the, the craft world needs um they need a beer that um that has that, whatever it is, and, and every and, and so, some one person produces it, and every man and his dog has to produce one, yeah. And 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 you know, like it was it was Saison at one point, then it was Gozer, and then it was uh, it's been Brute IPA, and it's been uh, double uh, DDA, double dry hot beer, and and West, Co- West Coast coming back. It, it's one of those, it, it's just at the end of the day, great beer is great beer, yeah, and and yeah, it, it, we shouldn't need. These themes and 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 and, and, and you know, showing of the Sheep and his mates, you know, showing of the Sheep bleats and everybody else bleats with him. Um, that, that that appears to be what what it's all about, you know. And and it's it's not it's just like, what's wrong with straightforward good beer being produced? And you know, and, uh, why can't people drink the same pint? again and again and again yeah. uh, they, 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 they can't you know it's craft beer is not about that craft beer is about re, re you know redesigning the wheel re you know reinventing the wheel every week and it's bloody expensive to do it's you know it, you need the, the latest artwork you need the latest candies the can's got to be the right size it's just it's it's ridiculous do you feel and, um, a
0: bit like a wild goose chase without a goose so that you know it's just chasing after the wind and you, uh, it is, a, it's
1: it's the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. It, let's be and then so, so,
0: um, sooner or later, do, do you think people going to get beer fatigue because there's there is so much choice, there's, and it, where it'll be to the point where people are just like, you know what, I just I just want to go back to the same thing again and again because I know it's going to take.
1: this is another problem with Casper. and 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 I think one of the problems with the six percent fall in volume. In, in 2018 of cask beer is the fact that the average Joe is going into a pub and looking on the bar and going, "What is this? I don't understand it." I'll have a pint of lager. And yeah. and you know, and the amount of brewers that I know who, when they go out to they'll go out to the pub and they don't drink cask beer, they drink a pint of lager because they're sick to death of having a bad pint or something. And and beer seems to have gone. Um, and certainly through a lot of the not not brilliant quality uh, microbrewers is they're they're now relying on flavorings. So you you know they'll they'll brew a stout and and you can't really go wrong if you use an So4 brewing a stout because So4 makes good stout whether you can brew it or not. Um, and 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 then I'll have a raspberry flavoring, a plum flavoring, a chocolate flavoring, a, a, a coffee flavoring, and what I, they're easy to buy. And there's, there's loads of brewers just going buying bottles of coffee syrups, you know, uh, you know caramel and whatever, and 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 making five beers out of one. Mm. And um, you know, we 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 had a bit of an experiment last night. i had some locals in at the tap, and uh, they were asking about this, that, and the other. And, and I said, well, I could do this if I wanted. And um, I've I've been to um I've I've been to a um, conference not long ago and somebody gave me a box full of different malts so there was a a black malt a chocolate malt a roast malt um a pale malt which was actually golden and sweet a crystal malt all in liquid form and i just i got a a standard 4.2 percent bitter that we got on a bar put it on a bar put a small cap full in each one just just and, and gave them a stir and we made uh, eight different beers, <laughs> and um, and and there was and there were the people that were going, wow, that, that's complete, that's completely, that's completely different, and and they were really good, and and they were going, well, why aren't you doing this? You know, what you, what you should do, just make a boring base beer and then buy a load of these, and, and then just make them. I went, yeah, I could do that, but why why would I do that? Well, you, you'll make money. I went, you're talking like an accountant, and I'm 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 did ne- I never set up to make beer like an accountant yeah. that's why i, I left blue i want to make great beer i want to be able to brew a beer and sell a whole batch of it but the, the 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 way brewing's going and and if you actually look at all the different flavored beers that are there that's how it works you know mm-hmm. you you need different stuff and you need you need variety and 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 so a lot of people they they survive on flavorings and and that you know i, I don't know i, I it's easy to jump on that bandwagon but um i always think that if you do uh well for me anyway uh, I, 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 I've, 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 I've lost it if you, you know yeah <laughs> it, 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 it's i was, it, it, it's it, i don't so want to see beer do that
0: you, you, you've talked a lot about quality um in in this yeah. episode um and i think it's a bit of a myth that a brewer can buy a bunch of casks and then fill them and then just deliver great cask beer to the market um, yeah. I mean if if anything on top of poor selling issues um, a lot of brewers just have a poor product <laughs> like yeah. what, what yeah. should brewers out there be striving to achieve when they're making cask beer to the highest standard and quality
1: they the, the need, the, the need to be able to produce a consistent product of, you know, a very consistent so pick a beer And and be able to make that the same time and time and time and time and time again with their eyes shut, you know. Mm. And 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 the the need to know their equipment and and you know it's brewing is not that it's not actually making the beer isn't actually that difficult. um, As long as you adhere to certain things, you 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 know your times have got to be right, your temperatures have got to be right, and your your quantities and your readings have got to be right. So it's. Know your equipment and 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 know what it's going to do and 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 know and, and but you need to educate yourself and, and 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 know because you're dealing with raw materials. I mean, at the moment, um, everybody will be having fun. Anybody that hasn't got a you know a, a, a real understanding of the raw material, uh, if they're using spring barley this year, they're going to be having I mean, all sorts of fun, mm. uh, poor extracts and, and and all sorts. Because spring barley last year um, had major problems due to um they were in 3 weeks too late because of the, uh, there was that much rain in april so and and then we had that massively dry summer and they came out 3 weeks early so the growing season was 6 weeks shorter um there was a lot there wasn't much water about um so the you know the, the, the kernels are quite wrinkled and and you're not you're not going to be getting um as as great a product or you're not going to be getting the consistency um of, of product as you, as you would in a normal year because it was so dry. Whereas the winter barleys, they weren't so bad, um, and they were actually quite good. The maltsters were, were, were quite happy with the winter barleys because there was a wet winter and, and, and whatever, it didn't suffer so much because of the dry weather. So it's it's knowing what your product is and 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 knowing how to make consistent product from. That you know the raw materials that you get. That um you know it's it, there's the actual, like I say, actual the brewing process is is quite simple. But it's it's being able to tune and 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 and, and, and you know and, and and make a consistent product from from what you've got year year in year out. Mm. That, that 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 makes you know a good brewer from a bad brewer. And um I, I also think that um and people will shoot me down here um you, you ideally you need to be able to to manage your own yeast strain because um if you're not using a, a, you know your own wet yeast strain if, if you're a craft brewer and producing you know loads of different beers every time you're going to struggle to have a consistent you know strain of yeast which does want you know one thing for, for you um because you need to be brewing with it all the time but if you want to be a, a true brewery, you need your own yeast strain, and you need to have it for a, a length of time that it's going to mutate and give you your character. Yep, and 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 you know that that if you want a consistent product, you you, you need you know you, you need yeast, and you need to know what your yeast does, and you need to be able to look after it, and and keep it clean, and and you know and and everything, and and so it's one of those you know. It, a brewer needs to really work and really understand and be in tune with his product, and and but you need to be in tune with your equipment. And um, if you're brewing something different every every brew, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and and if you and, and like I say, if you're using dried yeasts, um, we all know that every now and again you get that dodgy batch that comes out or and, you know, and, yeah and. And and you know and, and you, you know, oh what what's happening this it's not clearing oh I'm having that problem as well all right well we'll just we'll just swap over to this other yeast instead well you know it's it, it, you 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 stop with what somebody else is doing you don't know what that yeast manufacturer what their process is doing or what or whether somebody in their maintenance department changes something or somebody in their technical department changes something screws the batch up. They still you know and uh, it'll still go out yeah and um and and then everybody's got all these problems whereas if you've got your own yeast strain and you and, and you're looking at it under a microscope and, and and you know doing all the tests and everything else on it that you need to do then uh you, you've got more chance of, of you know consistent products but um, if you're going to do that you've got to be able to keep it really clean and and you know and, and, and wash it and, and whatever. you I mean a lot of people acid wash and, uh, I've been around a lot of brewers and spoken to a lot of people and and everybody's something you know everybody's doing different things there's not enough there, there doesn't seem to be much uh, enough information out there and and people aren't sharing information enough and, and people aren't bringing each other on and one of the things I saw in the states, which was completely different here, is that there is so much more collaboration and help between breweries. It's unreal. Um, I mean we we have Seba, um, which I'm I'm a director of and what I and, 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 and we, we, we do what we can do. But there's no apart from the I B D, there's no other Education thing that that anybody gets becomes part of. Um, I noticed when when I was over in the states that they have the Master Brewers of America Association, mm. and they have different regions, and they have meetings on a regular basis where brewers all go and they all share something. Somebody presents something. Somebody shares. They, um, you know, an, an experience or something that they're doing, or an experiment, and uh, you know, I dry hop like this, or I clean my tanks like that, or, or I do this, I do, that. and and they sh- and, and they bring each other along, and uh, we need to do more of that it, it, here in the UK, it's not happening. But uh, it, it needs to. Uh, it's something I'm trying to do at the moment with the uh, with the northwest, um with the regional meetings. I'm asking people. Uh, I asked somebody, another brewer, who um, I spoke to a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I said, "You've opened three pubs. Um, could, would you come along and do a 30 minute talk on?" How you opened the pub, what your pitfalls were, whatever, and and share it with the room. So we can, we, if we want to go and open the pub, we can we, we can tell that information away, and you know, and and I'm hoping that we can build on that and, and do every meeting, bring something, bring bring something, to, you know, to the meeting. That we can share, and and you don't have to give your, your absolute trade secrets away, but it, you know it would help, and 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 I think that's that's what we need to be doing as a, as organisations, and and what we need to be doing as brewers, we need to be helping each other, and and we also need. As, as we said before, we need more value for our products, so we can invest in, um, in in staff to to help us. I mean, one one of the, the big differences with the states and here is they are making the margins, so they all got they've all got labs. Even the, some of the smallest breweries that we worked in, they all they had, they all had somebody that worked in a lab, and, who was taking regular readings and 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 writing everything down. They they pretty much all had sensory analysis teams, so. There would be every morning at nine o'clock. They met in the, the tap, and they'd all taste two or three samples of of what have you, and record it down. And it, everything was recorded. And everything was looked at. They they make the time to do it because they've got the staff to do it because they can afford to. And um, it, one of the one of the biggest problems in the UK is the margins are that tight we can't afford the staff we can't afford to do this and and we need to do that and yeah. and 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 you know if, if we really want to bring brewing forward in the, we we need that
0: yeah um, just before I dive into my last question, because uh, yeah. <laughs> you've slowly but surely disappeared on the screen, I can't oh, see. Oh, sorry, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so last question then: what What would you say to a younger, more enthusiastic version of you wanting to start their own microbrew in this day and age?
1: Um, don't go big. Um, basically, look at as much direct retail as you can, and try and and if, if I was to do it again today. I would be looking at very small and with a tap room and, and, and looking for somewhere that's got lots of chimney pots or very good transport and, and, and open up a brew pub and and just do highly specialist stuff and, um, and, and just work on, um, you know, building up a, a, a big enough name for people to come and, 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 and visit you, yeah. but you need to you need to be in the right location. Yeah. Um, at, at the moment, uh, opening up a brewery in the big market and and it's just unless you've got several million pounds, don't bother yep. because um, it's just it's not going to work. Um, being having great beer doesn't count for much. Um, it's you've got to have the the whole package and and you, you can you can do the business model there. You know you crowd and but I mean you need you need a few thousand behind you to start that and then and, and and then that's got its own pitfalls and 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 you know it's it's one of those the only way to grow uh volume is by selling to the big boys uh like supermarkets or, or what have you uh and there's not a lot of profit in that they'll just screw you to, to the last penny and and it's one of those the only way i can see of of uh, making Big money in in beer at the moment is um, by mergers and acquisitions, and that that seems to be the way that the market's going forward. So, for a younger, more enthusiastic uh, version of me, um, I would be looking at um, a brew pub, small, and and making sure that you know we we produce small amounts of highly specialist stuff, um, and and variety, and 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 good drinking beer that's going to pay the rent uh so you get you know footfall coming in and and and, and then just build on that or um you know small brewery and and micro pub and then another pub and and, and and just Look to being small. Small is beautiful, as they say. Somebody told me that years ago, and I, I agree with them. I really do agree with them. It's it's one of those uh, UK. It's 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 very difficult. Um, you need to be. Um, I, you know, I, I think that uh, you know we 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 need to start looking at being hyper local, and um, and and it's not worth running around with with casks. You know, even twenty miles away, it's it's there's, there's no in it. It's not worth it. Um, so you, 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 I think the best way of doing it is um, is small and and direct and direct retail but a little bit of online and um, but mainly out of the tap room and um, that'd be it's as hard work but uh, I think that's the way forward and um, you know it's what does uh, make me sad is I heard that three chimneys have closed down recently down at Dis and I mean yeah, some I of the beers. That. I mean, some of the beers that they made were just absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Uh, but only a tiny little brewery, two and a half barrel. Um, I, I don't really know a great deal about them, but apart from I tried his beers and his strong beers were were, were, were great. And, um, you know, we 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 don't need people closing down. We need that sort of thing uh, to be vibrant and, and, and in the right place. But um, I suppose... Um, where they're located uh, I, don't, I don't think there's many chimney pots down that way so very difficult to stay open yeah um
0: great so how can people find out more about cheshire house visit your tap room and sample some your fine beers on cask <laughs>
1: yeah 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 cask uh we, we we do sell bottles online um we um you know but, but mainly we're, we're open at weekends we are trying to do a few more brewery tours where we do a proper brewery tour i mean too many brewery tours nowadays uh you, you, you pay 10 pound and and um there you go uh, do you want the tour or not or, do, or should, do you just want to help yourself to the beer and uh you know you, you hear them the, the, you know the larger regional uh brewers and what have you um it's 10 quid drink whatever you want or 15 quid drink whatever you want and most people don't even bother going around the brewery or whatever they just get, get drunk and um but we don't do that we do do a, a proper brewery tour we uh we try and explain uh from start to finish um why our beer is different um one of the things that we do is uh we try and uh tell people about high gravity brewing um, you know what the globals do how they, how they water the product down um from you know uh, uh, what have you um and 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 give as much information as possible. And anybody asking any questions, um, generally I can give them the answer because I've worked in the global brewers, and obviously I've, I've done seven years uh, yeah. producing my own uh, on a small scale. So we can we you know we can and, and we do a vegan beer. We don't we don't make we don't use any Isinglass glass, and you know and there's no additives of, 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 of really of, of, of any sort. Um, so it, it's. It's one of those, we try and, and, and explain. Um, you know, we, we get people coming, so I we'll drink John Smith's, I drink Guinness, and, and and they obviously they're beers that have got nitrogen in them. Uh, we try and stay away from nitrogen, we try and stay away, with, you know, from what have you. And um, it, 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 it's one of those, come, come to us, have a drink have a look around the brewery and uh, and you'll see what we're about you know that, that that that's that's probably the best way of doing it uh or by online or uh, and, and and what have you. and we will be um um yeah <laughs> we're going to antwerp um uh, two weeks from today uh, so we'll be um we, we are i'm speaking at the european brewer's forum oh, this fancy. year so uh, i'll be over there
0: well well shane swindells thank you Thanks for tuning in to the Hot Forward podcast this week. Don't forget we're here to help you get ahead in the brewing and beer business. So hit the subscribe button for more insights into the beer industry. Connect with us at hotforward.beer or through our social media channels at Hot Forward Beers. Until next time, cheers.